and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 66 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and today I am very excited that you are joining me after a short hiatus from the podcast. So if you're a regular listener, you may have noticed I took a couple of weeks off. Uh, really, I just felt like I needed some time to, to decompress during our coronavirus stay-at-home order, uh, kind of regroup and make sure that I was planning some good content to bring to you all. So had a lot of stuff going on recently with uh, different launches and programs and those sorts of things. And I am excited to get back into our regularly scheduled twice per week podcast episodes. So without further ado, on today's episode, we're going to answer the question, how to make sure that you don't need to refund looky-loos the want to grab your data or course after purchase. So I know that most of you are service-based business owners. So at first, this might not really seem to apply to you, but if any of you are looking into getting into group coaching, masterminds, online courses, any of that sort of stuff, this episode will be helpful to you. So it will be a relatively short episode uh, because the answers that I can provide, um, that I can provide are relatively straightforward. The main thing when it comes to preventing refunds in any kind of a, like a digital product is to have a solid terms of service. So you've probably heard about privacy policies, terms of service. These are typically things that you wanna have on your website. So to kind of talk about the difference, a privacy policy is more or less required for everyone now in the United States. If you collect any information on your website, which means you have an email sign up or any other kind of data collection, then you must have a privacy policy. Terms of service are a little bit different. It's really a contract. So if you're a service provider, say you're a photographer or a wedding planner or a graphic designer, someone wants to hire you, you're gonna draft up your contract. You probably already have a template. You send it over, they sign it, and then you get it back. That's your contract. If someone's downloading a digital product from your website, you typically aren't going to go through that whole process. Like it just, it just wouldn't really make sense. It wouldn't be efficient. So when you go to your checkout page and you have that box where you said, I've read and agreed to the terms of service, that's what we're talking about here today. And that's actually considered a binding contract. So anytime you have an online program, you want to have terms of service for that program. And then you want to require that people agree that they have read it before they complete the purchase. 
Now I have had some instances where I do recommend an actual contract. If you're doing, for example, you know, like a 10 or $20,000 a year group program, like high level masterminds, then it's worth putting people like through your CRM and have them sign like a regular contract. But in other circumstances, like if you're doing stock photo downloads or you sell presets, any of these lower dollar items, terms of service, terms of services, is that how you pluralize that? I'm not sure, but that's what you need. So if you want to prevent looky-loose from grabbing your course and then asking for a refund, you need to have refund policies in your terms of service. And specifically, you need to state very clearly whether you allow refunds at all. In my programs, I typically do not allow refunds. That's just what I personally what I personally like to do. If you pay for my content, you get access to the content and you do not get a refund. Other people will provide refunds. So what I recommend doing is if you're not really sure how you want to structure some refunds, go look at refund policies from other people. So to give you an example, I actually did a search for Amy Porterfield's terms of service for her program, Digital Course Academy. So I'm a graduate of Digital Course Academy. I'm a huge fan of the program. Um, Amy's actually gonna be releasing it again in September, and I'm probably gonna do a little promotion, a little affiliate promotion for it then. So if you happen to be interested in Digital Course Academy, let me know, I'd love to talk to you about it. But meanwhile, I thought as an example, I would read to you what Amy's refund policy is for her $2,000 course. So she says, we want you to be satisfied with your purchase, but we also want you to give your best effort to apply all of the strategies in the course. The company provides a 14-day money-back guarantee for the program. Now, I can let you know if you uh, ever go watch any of Amy's stuff when she teaches courses, she actually encourages people to have some kind of a money-back guarantee. It helps you sell your program, which makes sense. And she says... In the terms of service, in order to qualify for a refund, you must submit proof that you did the work in the course and that it did not work for you. And it has to be done within 14 days. She gives a time limit, an email that you must contact. And then it goes on to state that the work you need to submit with your request for a refund includes all of the following items. And there are six specific requirements. So I'll just read like a couple of them. Requirement one says complete and attach at least five sentences telling us specifics about your ideal customer avatar. In the course, she teaches you how to determine your ideal customer avatar. So you have to basically prove that you've done that work. And then requirement four, I'm just kind of picking at random, says attach screenshots of two actual social media posts. They must show the published date where you are validating your course idea. So that's something else she teaches in the program, how to validate the idea that you have with your ideal client before you create the course. So those are two out of the four, or two out of the six requirements. So as you can see, in her terms of service, basically she's requiring you to prove that you've done the work because they're only gonna provide a refund to people if they do the work within 14 days and then still claim that the program is not working for them. And the policy goes on to give more specifics, saying we will not provide refunds for any requests that come after the 14-day mark, and I will not bore you with the rest of this provision. Um, it is very uh, specific, as your refund should, policy should be. 
So that's what I recommend. If you have any kind of group program and you're curious how you want your refund policy to operate, go do a search for some programs that you've taken. I find that helps with the context a lot. I've taken Digital Course Academy, DCA as Amy calls it, so I understand how these requirements operate and how she would have them. So if you've ever taken an online program, go check out their policies. If you're kind of at a loss um, as to where you should start, you can look at other big names. So maybe I would search for Marie Forleo's B-School uh, course, or you might be more familiar with courses that are more specific to the niche that you're in. So you can go look at those as well, see what they have. I'm not encouraging you to like copy their terms of service, but you can see what they require in order to get a refund. So after you have your terms of service finished, then obviously you wanna get that on your website, make sure all the tech is set up correctly for people to agree to it. And then you have to actually enforce it, which is the key. So that's all I really have for today's episode. If you have questions on terms of service or you would want help, or if you want help with them, I actually do have a terms of service template uh, that I provide inside of my membership, Fundamentals. If you're not familiar with Fundamentals, it is my monthly membership. We have weekly calls. It's, uh, it has a full database of contract templates, and I help everyone get all their legalities squared away. So if you want any more information on that, you can go to bradendrake.com forward slash join and check it out. Let me know if you have any questions, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.